Welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sandra Swoboda, sitting in for Stephen Henderson here today. And I am honored to be in studio with Bill McGraw from Bridge Magazine. Bill, welcome to WDET Today. Thanks very much for having me. And we're talking about a fun topic, right? This isn't a heavy-hitting investigative piece? or It's not only fun, but there's actually good news, too. Excellent. This is part of WDET's Parks Project this summer, where we're taking a look in various news features uh, segments on this program and a, and a digital presence into the parks in Detroit and the area. What is going on in the parks? Why are they important to people? And as part of that, in our in our group, the Detroit Journalism Cooperative, Bill McGraw has done a piece this week that you can find at bridgemi.com. He's taken a little bit of a trip down his own memory lane into some parks of his childhood and also a forward look at what is going on with the city budget, the city administration, and efforts of volunteers and other groups to get Detroit parks into better shape. Bill, what did you find? Well, the good news is, and there's a lot of good news with the parks, and and, and surprisingly, it hasn't been trumpeted as much as um, Mayor Duggan has, um, you know, broadcast the success they've had with streetlights, what he says is uh, better police response times. But the parks are in better shape, according to what I've seen and what uh, many park observers say and park users. They're in better shape than they've been in Detroit in several years and in some cases, many years. Brad Dick, who runs the General Services Department, has more money. I think his budget has almost tripled in the last few last couple of years. And he also has $10 million from the plan of adjustment from Detroit's bankruptcy. And so they're improving some parks and they're at least cutting the lawn. They and volunteers are cutting the lawns and picking up trash like they haven't done in a while. And people notice it and are appreciating it. Let's take each of those. I want to talk about the the volunteer groups and the Adopt-a-Parks uh, system that the city has put in place. But let's start first off. You, t- you talked a little bit about it. What is the city itself doing in parks this summer? The city is taking $10 million that the General Services Department got from Mayor Duggan, and they're improving 12 different parks. Two that people perhaps know of are bigger parks, Patton on the southwest side and Balduck on the far east side. The other ones are smaller neighborhood parks, but they're doing things like uh, improving baseball diamonds and installing playscapes and picnic tables and walking paths and improving restrooms. And um, at Balduck, uh, last summer, they opened a 1.7 million mini baseball stadium that was the work of the UAW and Ford. So uh, Balduck has become a, perhaps like the jewel of the park system. They've put a, The city has put over a million dollars itself into Balduck over the last year, and it really looks like it. I grew up near Balduck and played there as a kid, and it's in better shape than it was in, say, 1965 when Detroit had a lot more money. There's the trip down memory lane I referred to in the opening. <laughs> that, the next step was kind of the Adopt-a-Parks program. Tell us about that and how it's working in the city. Well, Detroit has 307 parks. Uh, which is a lot. I mean, that's a huge empire of parks to keep track of. About 75 have been adopted by various groups, often churches, neighborhood groups, and um, they do everything from cut the grass, pick up the trash. The city, uh, on some of those parks, the city will pitch in and do some work, but some of the parks, there's no work at all that the city does. Uh, One example is um, St. Hedwig Park in southwest Detroit, which is next to the old St. Hedwig's Church, that's uh, the city just kind of walked away from that a few years ago, not under Mayor Duggan. And so that's been taken over by a, uh, a, a nonprofit, and uh, they've improved that park. The baseball diamonds are in great shape, and they've gotten some money from foundations. So there's a lot of different ways 
that people adopt parks, and some of them are successful. Some of them aren't quite as successful as far as the maintenance and the ongoing situation there. So that's part of the official city's Adopt-a-Park program. Uh, You also report on some sort of I don't want to use the word sporadic, but some unorganized, less organized volunteer efforts that are going on around the city. What are those? Well, it's really remarkable. You, you've heard little bits and pieces of some of these groups like the, the famous Mower Gang, uh, which is a group of people who show up with all sorts of lawnmowers, big and small, and cut parks that need it. And they started a couple of years ago when the parks were really in bad shape. Uh, so there's everything from Lear Corporation, which has put $5 million into Detroit parks over the last three or four years, including they rehabbed and opened the two Olympic-sized pools at Rouge Park. And they also maintain several parks, and they have their own mower gang. It's called the Detroit Grounds Crew, I believe. And um, they have an incredible array of equipment, including a 16-foot uh, truck that they go around and maintain their parks and cut the the parks every, uh, the lawns every 10 days or so. There's a company in Maine that's uh, maintaining a park called Newton Park up at I-75 and 8 Mile. There's a, just a really mind-boggling array of uh, companies and nonprofits that are helping out with the parks too. So trying to, you know, in a lot of big cities, it's the city does everything. Or in Chicago, they have a special parks district that does everything. In Detroit, it's a mishmash. It's kind of like the whole do-it-yourself thing in a way. But there's a lot of people pitching in and to, at least right now, some success. I'd like to remind listeners, you're on WDET's Detroit Today program. I'm Sandra Swoboda sitting in for Stephen Henderson. And joining me in studio is Bill McGraw from Bridge Magazine. He's written a pretty comprehensive piece this week. It's at bridgemi.com about the park system in Detroit and giving us an update of what's going on. It's part of our collaborative partnership between WDET, Bridge Magazine, and other media as part of the Detroit Journalism Cooperative. So, Bill, you were saying um, earlier in the segment that this is really a good news segment. So uh, I don't want to totally kill that mood, but you do write about what some may consider a little lesser good news, and that's you refer to them as ghost parks. Tell us about those. Well, that's that's Bridge's term, or I guess my term, not the city's. But the city is closing some parks, and they've been doing that for a while, too. That predates the Duggan administration. And they don't like talking about it because if you remember when Mayor Bing announced they were going to close 50 parks uh, about three years ago, a huge furor erupted. Uh, so they're doing it quietly. Um, uh, Brad Dick says that there's you know, the city has lost 63% of its population over the last 50, 60 years. So there's there's too many parks for the population, but they aren't all in the right places. There aren't enough parks in some neighborhoods where the population is growing. And the, the examples that I got from him and other city executives were uh, Woodbridge, Southwest Detroit, East English Village. Those are areas that are, um, you know, vibrant today, but don't have the kind of parks that their population would deserve. So a lot of the parks that are closing or have closed are what you would basically call, I guess, for lack of a better term, the inner city, kind of south of Hamtramck and Highland Park and and southeast of there. And um, one example is um, a park over on uh, near Alter Road and Harper, Fiore, uh, just suddenly kind of they take the, the equipment away and it just becomes a vacant lot. St. Anthony Park, which is on Sheridan north of Gratiot by St. Anthony's Church, that park is destined to be closed as a park too, and meaning that it's just going to be another vacant lot. 
So the city putting in these parks is one thing. Do we know that people are using them or are there are there other services or programming going into the parks that are that are something else that adds value to that community? I mean, parks can be nice, nicer to look at than overgrown land or, or blighted houses. But kind of what's the next step to make them really usable for people who live in the neighborhoods? Well, in touring, I, I visited about 25 parks, which is a small percentage of the um, overall 307. But there was sort of a it was unscientific but somewhat random sample. And I saw, uh, especially in uh, a number of parks, a lot of people. I think in general I would say, you know, I visited them on nice days during the day. They were being used. There doesn't appear to be a lot of programming. I talked to Alicia Bradford, who's director of the Recreation Department, and her budget has been uh, cut quite significantly over the last five or six years. So um, while they are opening some rec centers and they're doing what they can, they don't have the money to do the programming that was in the parks at one time, even like 10 years ago, certainly 20 and 30 years ago. But the parks, some of the parks were really being used. And um, it's, uh, but again, some of the neighborhood parks, and I think this is where they have an excess of parks, there were parks that are being maintained that I didn't see anybody in, which just is a chance that that's when I came by. But they didn't look like they were really being used uh, in any sort of a major way. Well, Bill, you're kind of an old school journalist and you take on that watchdog role from time to time. As you go forward, you know, following how the city is maintaining its parks and running the Adopt-A-Park program, what are you going to be looking for to, to kind of judge them? Well, you know, I think one thing, I think just the fact that the grass is being cut is a, a step forward. Back in the, uh, you know, I'm going to date myself again, but playing softball in Detroit parks in the 70s, the city was starting to run out of money. And of course, they went through any number of budget crises. And the, the parks even back then were losing their the kind of maintenance they had had, you know, five and 10 years earlier. And, you know, you played softball in parks where the grass was getting close to mid-calf level. So, you know, it's been an, uh, that's been an ongoing problem. Just to see the grass is cut and the trash is picked up is, you know, a, a, again, a step forward. As long as that's maintained going forward, if you, you see parks that um, these, these, there's only 12, but the ones that have the new, the ones that they're putting the new equipment in uh, at this time, if that stuff can be maintained, it's, it's tough to manage 307 parks. Again, even though Brad Dick's department has more money at the time for the time being. What's it going to be in three or four years? And you know, in the past, you've seen parks and their maintenance lose money quicker than, say, police and fire do, for probably good reason. Well, that'll keep you busy, Bill, and all of us as we go forward, keeping an eye on the city and how they're responding to the terms of the plan of adjustment. Bill McGraw from Bridge Magazine, I'd like to thank you again for joining us. Thanks very much, Sandy.